0: The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is
1: here. I mean, it's, it would be a pretty big deal.
0: I mean, it is kind of. It needs to happen. I didn't know that it needed to happen, but now I. Um, it's funny when you realize um, that you
1: have a life goal that you need to achieve. So I mean, is this going to be like a lifestyle change? Do you have to like? Oh no, it's not. I'm already doing it, Greg.
0: I just need to go ahead and. No,
1: this is a next level kind of thing. I mean, once you enter into that world, I don't think you realize like things are going to change for you.
0: Okay. Well, thank you for assuming that I am going to be able to enter into that world. No, you can. Okay.
1: I'm just. I'm more concerned about the aftermath. Uh Well, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler, here with Sarek Stillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, Then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. All right, I do want to say thank you to everybody who goes to funemploymentradio.com and clicks on the Amazon link. Oh! Right there at the top of the page. If you're perusing the Amazons, just make sure you go to our website first. And click on the Amazon link. That's
0: a good link. And then make it's your my purchases. favorite link to go on whenever I'm internetting. I'm like, what link should I when go to? When you're on to? the cyber, when I'm on my sci- when I'm on the cyber web,
1: yeah, you guys go and to and I'm, like, when I'm spending
0: my cyber time. Uh-huh. And I'm like, where do I want to go?
1: Yeah, that's exactly what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that show Valley of the Boom yet? It's on National Geographic. Network. I have
0: never even heard of it.
1: It's about the founding. And have
0: I seen it yet? Or, there's so many like things wrong with that question. <laughs> have I seen? Have I seen Valley of the Boom? Have you seen it yet? It's yep. on National Geographic.
1: Those are all no's.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, well, I don't want to. sound I don't watch National Geographic, but I also don't have a TV. So I mean, well, how you would have I watch a
1: television. Okay, yeah, but you have a television. No, I don't. Oh well, you have the internet.
0: I have a com- yeah, I have this. You I have, have a computer. computer.
1: Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that doesn't necessarily preclude you from watching anything. But no, I have nowadays. not
0: watched Valley of the Boom yet.
1: Oh, okay, it's what? about it's about the founding of the like it, like late nineties internet companies, all those ones that like ballooned up to like billionaires like overnight, Netscape, and AOL and all that stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what it's about. Right, well, it that just, sounds
0: more interesting.
1: Yeah, well that's that's what it is. It's just it, I mean it's it's about all that like Steve Zahn's in it. I interviewed one of the guys who was from one of the companies um, yesterday, I think, from theglobe.com, and I don't remember the globe. I remember the globe. Do you Okay, yeah, yeah. so it's one of the first social social media sites ever. And so, but it was it, looking backward now. It's it's more like a big chat room is really what it was. But it was a social media network, and it was one of the first ones. And it was this guy, the guy I interviewed. He was 24 at the time, and he's like, "Yeah, we didn't know what we were doing. We just kind of came up with this concept, and then all of a sudden, we got a bunch of money. And then the next day, I was on like Entertainment Tonight. And that is
0: so nuts. Yeah, did you, like, ever, did you ever I, read Microsurfs by Douglas Copeland? No, which is it's kind of like these young entrepreneurs who are like, yeah, living in the valley like during that. The dot com Mm -hmm. boom. Yeah. It's a it's a really good thing. Everybody became
1: so rich overnight. And and yeah, and that's what this guy said. Like he's like, Yeah, no, all of a sudden, you know, I had a lot of money. And he's like, now I was twenty four, and then I had to report to the stock exchange and the SEC and make filings. And he's like, I don't know how to do any of that stuff. Wow. And so it all it lasted about a year and then it just started crashing before they went bankrupt. But they were super rich and on like all the like magazine covers and like uh like you know, like paparazzi following them around because they were rich and famous. All of a sudden, that's nuts. Yeah, yeah. So it was, see, that's it was interesting. That's
0: why Greg couldn't be with us today or yesterday on the show because he was busy interviewing famous people.
1: No, that was that, <laughs> that was before that yesterday. Sure. No, I actually really wasn't feeling uh, that well yesterday, so that's why I kind of went. So home. you don't think that. But you didn't
0: get what I get.
1: I don't know. I don't even want to talk about but it. I don't
0: want to talk about it either. So, so we're let's not just talking not, about all right, it. But now we're both fine. But
1: I'm feeling a lot better today. I'll say that. Okay. That's anyway. Good. I'm
0: glad. I'm sorry. Well, if anything happened, I'm I'm sorry if I had anything to do with it.
1: Yeah. Well, we're just going to ignore it right now. Okay. But
0: nothing happened. Everything's fine. What i
1: what I'm saying is when we brought up the cyber, that's what it reminded me of. I kind of want to watch that show just to just to see that whole like era. Well, that of makes what it sound
0: more interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was just all those companies. Just getting rich overnight, and then none of them knowing what the hell they were doing. Oh
0: yeah, because they're like, yeah, like young tech kids. Mm-hmm. Read microsurfs. So you'd really like it.
1: I probably would. Okay. All right. Anyway, go to footemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link. They're a little startup trying to make their way in the world, so it's just gonna help us out a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, so Sarah, though, has a little bit of a different agenda on in her in her mind right now, and it's something that if you didn't know, I didn't- Sarah is is an artist. This is legitimate. She is an artist. SarahxDylan and in particular, you paint animal portraits. I do. Yes. I just finished painting a sheep, <laughs> I think. Okay, I, wa- I have to ask. You painted a sheep? Yeah. What was the sheep's name? Her name is Freya. Now this was a pet and sheep actually, named be Freya. Actually,
0: gen- be gentle because Freya is actually very no, sick I'm not, right now. No, I'm yeah. not being mean. No, I know, I know.
1: I'm asking because it's a sheep. I know it is a sheep. Like how does she one- She is a sheep. She is a sheep. mm mm-hmm. Okay. No, so you painted a sheep, you've painted- um, a, uh, a multiple multiple lizards.
0: I've painted uh, one lizard. Uh-huh. I've painted a lizard. I've painted an emu. I've painted all different kinds of dogs. Yes, um, cats. I've painted cats.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I actually just got an email today, and I think I might might. Um, he said he's taking some pictures today and sending them my way. So hopefully, I get them this afternoon.
1: I'm going to be doing round two of the Lizard Challenge. Lizard Challenge, Lizard Challenge I- was something I made up as a joke on this show <laughs> when we were talking about Sarah's paintings. At one point, I was like, Lizards "We need are to have so cool. You, you like, like you teach a painting class, and then um, <laughs> there's some interesting comments coming through. Like, uh, like have a teaching class, but then all of a sudden it's like boom in the middle of it. It's like Lizard Challenge, and everybody has to paint a lizard. Beow,
0: beow, 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 yeah, you mm-hmm. get like
1: 15 minutes to paint a lizard. Yeah, and then whoever paints the best lizard gets the prize.
0: So this one is actually. A chameleon. So... They, I swear, this. Um, this guy. I'm just gonna say his name because I know that he's. I, I think he's getting it for the office that he works in. So this is uh, Brady. Okay. And he wrote me, and he's like, Hey, I'm a fan of FER. He also said that he's getting into podcasting as well. And he's like, Hey, could do you think that you'd be able to paint a chameleon? And I'm like, Fuck yeah, I can paint a
1: chameleon. <laughs> Wait, but uh, chameleons don't they change color all the time? I Wouldn't do. you have to pick like the, what color you want him? Ooh,
0: which will be so fun because I'm gonna play with like rainbow color. I don't. Oh, I I have already like ideas in mind of how I yeah. can make it just the most spectacular chameleon painting. That has ever existed. I'm
1: sure you can do it, if anybody can do it. Like, that is a talent that completely eludes me. I have no ability when it comes to painting. Like, that's just, yeah. I wouldn't even know where to start Yeah. on something like that. You can kind of draw. I can kind of, kind of draw if it's abstract. You're it's really good at stuff on up. the computer. Um, <laughs> you're real good at typing things. Just stick to that?
0: You'll get it worrying.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Carrie says in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live for members of the Supporters Club, painting a lizard is a new euphemism for sex. I'm going to go I'm gonna paint the lizard. Ew. <laughs> That's gross. I don't know. I don't know what's grosser, just that terminology or the fact that you just, that you saying it. Everything's fine. Ew. All right. Anyway. Yeah. A chameleon. So you've been painting yes. I don't, countless animals. I mean, I don't know. How many have you done? We I was trying to think know. about
0: that. Probably about like commissioned, probably about somewhere between 60 and 80.
1: Damn. Yeah. That's a lot. And you can commission Sarah Exton. You sure can. So send in send an email and, uh, and get your bid on whatever animal you want to have painted. Is there <laughs> any animal you wouldn't paint? Like is there something you'd just be like, no, I'm not going to do that? What I if it was like an octopus?
0: I mean, I'm, I'll paint
1: anything for money. Come on.
0: I'm just, you uh, shouldn't
1: say that out loud right here. Well, no, animals, um, <laughs>
0: not animals. <laughs>
1: would you paint humans?
0: I'd paint humans. I think I could really? paint humans. Yeah. You
1: think you could? That I seems like I found some of my old sketches next.
0: from um from when I was in art school. And I Wait, I Wait, did
1: you do like the nude painting thing in art school?
0: Yeah, well, I did like yeah, just sketch like in my classes.
1: Yeah, where they'd have somebody naked come in and stand oh, there. Oh, yeah. Huh.
0: Um, and I could do, I could do humans pretty well. I've never painted a human though. I've sketched, I've drawn humans. I've never. I'm painted. I'm going to commission
1: myself, and then you have to paint me.
0: <laughs> Give me the money, I'll do it. <laughs> just your, your big face, just there.
1: Yep, like an eight by eight, and then it's got to go in the studio.
0: Seriously, I mean, it's all about. I, I bet I could paint a human. If you want me to, fine. I'm I'm putting that out there right now. If you have a human you want me to paint,
1: you're really you're willing to go into that. A human face, yes. Wow. That's a whole new territory. Oh, I know. So there's nothing you wouldn't paint.
0: Animal wise? Yeah. I don't know. Is there an offensive animal? I feel like you're, I wish someone would hire me to paint a sloth.
1: A sloth is definitely like on the dream bunny. list.
0: Or a bunny? That's my dream.
1: You want to paint a bunny? Oh, yeah. that's the dream. Dreaming no. big. So, so a, a bunny. You want so a bunny? Or a, a sloth. sloth? Oh,
0: or a capybara.
1: You really like capybaras. I love capybaras. Yeah.
0: I think they are just magnificent.
1: Yeah. Have you ever been around one? No. They look like they smell really bad. I don't care. Like, they look like they smell, ugh, like, they wet look fur so and, like, adorable. a slight manure.
0: Every, every animal on the planet loves capybaras. Have you ever seen that? Like, how every single animal snuggles against it, even alligators?
1: I've seen those pictures, yeah. yeah. Like
0: every... Because capybaras are just like chill and totally zen and they just kind of stand there and like... I love how
1: about you're a capybara expert?
0: I, am, I, I have fallen down the capybara rabbit hole many times. Is capybara that the capybara capybara hole, am I right?
1: If you could own one exotic pet, would that be it? Yes. A capybara? Yeah. Hmm. It seems like it'd be... I don't know. They are so sweet. seems like they would chew into things. You've never been around... Ra- You've never even been around one.
0: Yeah, but I've watched enough of videos of them. Yeah. They look very, very sweet.
1: Yeah. All right. I would have a hard time deciding what exotic animal I would like to be friends with. That would be a, dif- a difficult one.
0: That's a weird way to put it, to be friends with.
1: Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm just saying if w- what one I would want to keep. I mean, I still think the idea of, like, you know, a pet cougar would be cool until it got mad at me. That's the problem. Yeah, and then don't want that can you. Just, yeah, that yeah. can go straight away and do that. That would be a little bit little bit of an issue. Being noted in chat, uh, Trina says, I've held one they don't smell. She's held a capybara. Oh! And uh, Carrie says, "I love naked mole rats no nah, I can't go i I'm not down with a naked mole rat. Yeah. I'm not on that chain. I don't think I am either yeah, but I, everyone
0: loves about. everyone loves what they love that's
1: true well, would you would you paint naked mole rats? Yes, okay
0: yeah, it is some some of like the naked or like
1: explain yourself, I'm sorry, what are you trying to say?
0: No, no, but i mean what what are you getting at no I what wouldn't are you,
1: what are you what are you alluding to what would you have a problem painting?
0: No, I guess nothing. Well, see, I haven't been asked to paint something yet that I have not wanted to paint.
1: Okay. Yeah. Try to challenge Sarah. This is the challenge. Finds it. You have to be willing to pay for it. But if you're willing to pay for it, challenge Sarah to paint something.
0: Yeah. If you have some disposable income and you're like, hey, I want to help Sarah pay I'll, her bills.
1: Or, hey, I want to make Sarah paint this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Challenge her. You do have to pay. But, yeah, absolutely. I, I encourage this competition. Let's test her limits. On, on what she will paint.
0: Gosh. Now all I can think about is capybaras and how, um, like, Kristen Bell, when she got surprised with sloths and how mm-hmm. she was so happy, I feel yep. like that's the way I'd be if I got to meet a capybara and I got to hug it. Oh, my God. I got to hug it. <laughs> That'd be so cool.
1: All right, well, anyway, besides that.
0: about animals. All here's right, the so,
1: deal. So it's established you are a painter.
0: Yes, and but the majority of what I have painted um, up to this point are, in fact, dogs yes so I've painted a lot of dog paintings and uh, painted dog paintings and I just found out I did not even know this existed did you know that did there is something know? called the museum of the dog no there is so the American so, Kennel Club has an actual museum dedicated to dog artwork and all so, different kinds. so of I'm poems. confused
1: museum of the dog would make me think it's just like a history museum about dogs and, and man you know so it's a little bit human of that too dog relationships
0: so it's it's a little bit of uh, dog history okay but it's also like pop culture and like different kinds of art and there are like photographs and paintings and hot damn I want to get a painting into the museum of the dog so that's
1: what we're talking about Sarah becoming just... an actual artist in and where is this at it's in New York
0: so I guess it's in been in New York yeah it just moved back to New York it's been in uh, St. Louis for since the '80s, and but it started in New York, and now it's moved back to New York City.
1: So, if so, you would submit one of your paintings to be displayed in the Dog Museum. I
0: don't think you can submit it, though. I mean, I don't know how you get something into a museum.
1: Well, that's that's the thing. This is the thing you need. I to know, know how I would
0: get it in. I oh. would stick it under my shirt and then hang it on a wall when nobody's looking. <laughs> <laughs> be like, "Brink."
1: Maybe this is another challenge for somebody out there. Get us get a painting by Sarah, and then. Uh, place it, secretly place it in there <laughs> Get it in, the in, the, in the dog museum. Well, I mean, it can't be that strict, is it? I mean, they're paintings of dogs. I
0: mean, okay, it's in the middle of New York. It is the museum of the dog. It seems like it takes itself very seriously. It does have all sorts of... It it has, like, historical things, like books about dogs, uh, like dog skeletons, old photographs of, like, you know, uh, dog breeds that don't exist anymore.
1: I mean, yes, I would absolutely go to this museum. Yeah, it
0: sounds amazing. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: But here's the thing. Now that... um... And
0: fun facts about dogs. Did you know this? For example, 19th century dog collars were spiked to protect them while boar hunting. That's where the spike collars came from. Yeah. And also Victorian children were were uh, led in wooden carriages by um, bull mastiffs for a delightful jaunt around their properties.
1: Like the dog was the, yeah, the horse? Yeah, they would pull them
0: around. Mm-hmm.
1: That's kind of interesting. I had a friend who had a big Rottweiler, and we hooked him up to a like little uh, cart, and he would take us around the neighborhood. Oh wow! Yeah, I know it was kind of kind of trashy. It's <laughs> it was it was pretty, tra- it pretty trashy, but it was pretty fun. You just have somebody else ride ahead with a bike, and then he would uh, he'd pull us all around the neighborhood. Um,
0: all right. So what I need to do is I'm reading this article now. Yes. So it says um, so this guy who puts it together, the executive director of AKC Cultural Resources, which is American Kennel Clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this guy's name is Alan Fausel.
1: Oh, he sounds he like is an
0: art, art historian specializing in dog
1: portraiture. What? There's a specialization there is in that? A specialization.
0: Sarah. Alan Fausel is my soulmate. This
1: is who you need to speak to. I like, know. This How is does a, one speak route. to Alan Fausel? Here's Fousel. the thing. Let's think about this. Like your dream, which you said you didn't know before though, but it is now, is to get your painting in a museum. This is a museum dedicated to things that you specialize in. Yes. There is a man out there who is an art historian who specializes in dog portraits. How does one even get a dog portrait degree? Like, what do you do when you're going to art school and you're like, well, okay, okay, Al, what do you want to specialize in? Well, I was leaning towards postmodern referral. <laughs> I don't even know good enough art terms. I don't know good enough art terms. Wow, that was terrible. Um, he's like, well, I really like dog, dogs everything dogs. But I like their portraits more. So, this person becomes a dog portrait expert. So, where would you be comfortable having him inspect your paintings? Like you have to go through an inspection process, like art critics would have to look at it and they'd have to I'm do- pretty
0: comfortable with what I do. Uh-huh. But I would be that'd be fucking terrifying.
1: Yeah. yeah. But that's what you'd have to go through to get in there. Cuz once you're in, you're in. It's a whole different lifestyle for you after that. Like you become an art person. So
0: they have bronze, like sculptures, and like like glass sculptures of like dogs and all these crazy things. They have, um, I'm looking at this, a two thousand year old paw print, a thirty million year old fossil of a dog.
1: Wouldn't that just be a wolf back then? I don't know. I mean, that that would be a wolf. If if even then, thirty million years. I don't even think. I don't think wolves have been around for thirty million years.
0: Then it was a dog.
1: No, <laughs> no, that's not how that works. Uh, all right, so so you go there. They they say you meet uh, what's All right. his name? Re- oh God, Fred Allen Fausel. Alan. Allen Fausel. Alan. Alan Al. Okay.
0: Hey Al, he doesn't look like he goes by Al. He does not Al. go by he Al. Is I absolutely guarantee Absolutely, Alan.
1: So you walk in there for your interview. Like you're gonna have to be on top of the. Like you're gonna have to be an artiste at that point.
0: Ooh, do I wear a beret?
1: Yes, <gasps> you need to wear a beret. Did I ever tell you about? You'd also I was- need to get like one of those uh, eyeglasses on a stick. You know, that they oh, yeah. walk around with. And when know. I was a kid,
0: mm-hmm. I, and I wanted to be an artist so bad when I was a kid, <laughs> that still makes me excited sometimes. And I'm oh, like, now I get to cool. do it. Yeah. And I would dress. I remember for one Halloween, I dressed as an artist. And I, I had my mom's bathrobe. Because this is what I thought an artist had. And I had my easel with my brush. And a bathrobe? A, <laughs> a bathrobe. Because I thought like, they wore, like, robes. <laughs> I don't know. I remember it was some, like, flowered silk robe thing. <laughs> and I had a beret. And there's still a picture of this somewhere, and I had like my puffed out, like curly blonde hair because that's when I had this horrible perm, and then um, an actual like cardboard paper, like black
1: mustache. (laughs) So your combination between like a house a housewife costume, yes, and then a uh, it was a beret, a
0: piece Italian
1: pizza maker, yes, and then
0: (laughs) it was a piece of yeah (laughs) of construction. It was like black construction paper. I remember, and it was a mustache, and then I had my brush and, like, an old bathrobe, and I'm like, I am an artist. <laughs> so that's what I feel like I should wear to my meeting yes. with Alan Fausel.
1: Do that with your eyeglass on a stick, though. That's the key thing, because that's what all the fancy artists do when they're inspecting
0: Oh, yeah, face. they inspect. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: just lovely. Oh, how
0: do you do? Oh, well, the
1: shading around the ears is quite amazing. I
0: love the use of contrast. <laughs>
1: See, these are terms, So you have to say. You have to get used to this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so you walk in for your, for your interview. Like, can you answer questions about your paintings? I mean, I'm sure you can. This is coming from a non-artist. Remember, I'm not trying to be offensive. I don't know. Oh,
0: my gosh. I swear. I was looking art. I was like, art facts to make me, and then it auto-generated. Sound smart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, here. Let me give these to you. Art facts to sound smart. To me.
0: Yeah, no, I was gonna try and say them back
1: to you. Oh, okay, all right. Well, I don't know. Well, you're again. You're talking to somebody who doesn't know what the hell they're saying. That's but, true. But that's true though. You wouldn't know that walking in because this person may not know anything either, and they're just pretending like they do. So, okay. That's
0: what I found. Like a lot of people, we're all just kind of kids, just
1: pretending. So, okay. So you're walking into me. My name's Alan, and I'm uh, I'm taking a look at your painting, and you're you're submitting your painting to possibly go into my dog museum. Oh, yeah. All right. So, but this is what you want. Right, Sarah? Yes, I do. Okay, so you're going to have to impress me with you're an artist. I don't know you're if an I do artist. anymore, though. Yes, yes you I do. do. You just don't want to go through the process. You have to go through the process in order to... It's no, you know, if there's no risk, there's no reward. So, okay, so so let's pretend you're walking up. I'm Al. I'm like, Alan. Alan. Uh, hello, madam. Welcome to my dog museum.
0: Oh, hello, Dr. Fausel. I'm assuming he's a doctor, isn't he? Yes, I'm a doctor! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm looking... Because he is a,
1: I'm picturing Alan Fausel. He's going to be a little rough.
0: He was the executive. All oh, right, so it does, he's an art historian. So that means he, he must have his higher one, right? His master's.
1: Let's just assume he's a doctor,
0: a PhD. All right, okay. yeah, whatever. Right. Doctor Fausel, how do you do?
1: Uh, yes, thank you for your courtship. Uh, your <laughs> waving of the hand. You're so <laughs> awkward. <laughs> So I understand you have a painting. I do. You'd like to show from my museum? I'll have you know this is an exclusive museum. I've spent years analyzing the figure of dogs, curating curating my collection, my, my, my collection of various portraits of dogs. I love the figure of a dog in any shape or size. Now I would love to see your renderings of dogs, please. Here's one I did of a Chihuahua. A Chihuahua is hardly a creature worth looking at. Nonetheless, that is a dirty
0: lie, Doctor Fausel. Every dog is worth looking at. Get out of my museum! Every dog is worth loving, and every dog needs a hug.
1: Okay. (laughs) All right. Here, I'm going to look at. I'm looking at your painting. I'd be so overwhelmed Hmm. with the dog museum. I'd be so happy. Oh yes. Okay. Let me see. I think what
0: makes my paintings stand out are the you know the use of texture. I will ask you
1: the questions, madam.
0: Sorry, I doctor. am the, dog,
1: the doctor of dog portraits. And my future soulmate. Now, let me see. Well, there are other ways to get in the dog museum. All right. Let me see here. Ew. <laughs> it's all. Isn't that how it all works in art? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I've, I've only known from movies. So, all right. So, I'm looking at this. I'm seeing the contour. What would you say was the character of this chihuahua?
0: Oh, I would say each dog has its own character. So what I try to do is use my utensils and the different products they use to create this painting to bring out that personality however I can.
1: What is this dog feeling?
0: Uh, Right now I think it's feeling hungry. I think that was what it was feeling in the process as I was doing the
1: painting. So sad. Longing. Longing. Yeah. Yeah. A longing hunger for food or hunger for friendship? Or life. Well, you tell me.
0: Well, what do you... It's in the eye of the beholder. Whatever you get from it is what I've given you.
1: Tell me a background story of this chihuahua. What were his ups and downs? Oh, I don't... Oh, that's not going to work, huh? See, but the, every every animal that you're painting should have a story, right?
0: Okay. Well, I've, I've painted very few chihuahuas. I wish I wouldn't have picked that. You, you just got to caught me off guard. Up.
1: Not in the museum. You're out. <sighs> I mean, I'm giving you the tough test here. Okay. Let's try another one. Um, <laughs> it's being noted. When does Greg not sound creepy? I mean, I'm just picturing, like, people who, who run art museums. Like, I mean, no no offense. But, I mean, you know, it's a little weird, isn't it? To run an art museum? Well, no, not to run an art museum. I mean, then we have there's people like Cable. I mean, Cable's awesome. I just got my reminder. It's one year ago
0: today that I painted the emu.
1: That was very exciting. Big
0: day. Maybe I'll submit. Okay, I'll do the emu. But the emu doesn't have a backstory. All right. Well,
1: you can't submit an emu. It's got to be a dog. Oh, it
0: has to be a dog.
1: All right. Well, okay. Tell me about the strokes of this painting. Oh,
0: well, I use many different brushes to get the many different strokes and textures for the painting. I like to allow bold strokes, little strokes, feathered strokes, long strokes, swirling strokes, whatever I can do to give the most texture, ambiance, and personality to each and every animal.
1: Tell me, madam, I receive thousands of dog portraits submitted to me every day. Why should I place your chihuahua in my dog museum? Why not?
0: It's that's a beautiful an chihuahua. That's,
1: that's, that's not an answer.
0: Um, because I, I believe you, Why you are a man a pa- of very distinguished and good tastes.
1: I know that. I'm a doctor of dog And portraits. I believe you will
0: see that my portrait is unlike any other portrait that you have in this museum, this fine museum, the best museum I have ever seen. And I would be honored to be placed upon the walls of your dog museum. Sir.
1: Your flattery is repugnant. No, I don't know. I just wanted to say something like yeah, to what be discussed. Yeah. I would really. I just wanted to use repugnant as a word. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think you would get in right now, but I think you definitely. Could. I mean, your painting is good enough, but you're not really selling it. Really? Yeah.
0: Well, I'm sorry. You're a little
1: overwhelming. Well, I'm just saying, as Vicky said, don't suck up.
0: Well, it's hard to try and sell you a painting that doesn't exist when I'm trying to describe a background of something that I haven't done. And then I can't pick like a one that I've done because they're all my favorites. I don't want to single one out.
1: Well, yeah, but you're going to have to single one out. If you re- I want you to get in this dog portrait museum. I think it would be awesome, but I don't think you're ready. That's really mean. I'm sorry, but you just said you can't even pick a one one portrait that you would submit.
0: All right, how about I would put in my um, little fluffy chai that I did, the little puppy that I just did for Lou.
1: Okay, yep.
0: I love that dog. It's always fun to paint a dog when the painting is actually bigger than the dog itself.
1: Mm. That's
0: always adorable. Okay. So that was a fun tidbit.
1: All right, well, submit it. I guess you can't submit the actual painting because somebody already has that. Seriously, (laughs) you should watch, you should totally submit. I'll see if I
0: can. I'm going to track down this Alan Fausel. I'll be like, hello, dear sir. Well, plus, I want to go to New York. It's been too long since I've been there. I want to go there. And perhaps Mr. Fausel will be there. Yes. And I will just happen to have a small portrait of a dog. Oh, with you're going to
1: stalk him. That's the other way you can do it. And accidentally have it like fall out and be like, oh, I'm sorry. I've dropped my dog portrait painting. And then pretend like you don't know who he is. You know
0: how I could get it in there. Do you know how oh. I could get it in there? Hmm. All I have to do is stalk the internets and find out what... Uh, Dr. Alan Fausel's actual dog looks like
1: paint a picture of his dog oh we got a real movie submission thing going on here oh yeah subversive and then
0: bring it with me and say oh excuse me sir I had this present for you that I thought you might like to display that's how I get in
1: that's how I get in you have a dog like this too oh
0: I just so happened to paint peepers for you here's (laughs) peepers and then he's very excited and then he hangs peepers up on on the wall
1: okay well there we go I think we figured it out yep all right
0: that's my story anyway i didn't realize i had a new goal until i saw this story today i'm very excited about it and i can't believe there's such thing as the museum of the dog that i'd never even heard of
1: you know alan fauzel actually is a little bit bigger deal than i think we might have realized oh he's that guy do
0: you know who alan fauzel is
1: um is he on the he's apparently on um antique roadshow
0: oh i don't do you watch that
1: no, but I know what Antique Roadshow is. My
0: parents were obsessed with that show.
1: Yes, that's that's kind of that's how I know it as yeah. well. Okay, so yeah, he's a big deal.
0: Oh, so it will be hard to get to him.
1: No, but you can figure it out. Okay, you'll be able to do it. All right, we'll make this
0: out. Alan Fausel, dog. Yes. I oh, guess yeah, so. Now he's the director of the American Kennel Club. Alan Fausel has a very full life. Yes. Look at him.
1: Yes. Okay. Well, well, we'll get this figured out. You're going to okay. have to do what you have to do to get it. All right. There. Well,
0: thank you for um, making me feel like it wasn't good enough.
1: I was just trying to help that you out. That was up.
0: super helpful.
1: I no, I didn't say your painting wasn't good enough. I just said you weren't you selling know, yourself I, very I well. I think you pretty much said it wasn't good No, enough, that is not what I said. That's not what I said.
0: I know you think it's good enough. But you're right. It, I think it would help for me to pitch something that actually existed instead of trying to make something up on the fly. That... Isn't a tangible thing I'm gonna stop defending myself now Alright Hello my friends My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome To my world of crazy Crazy First up There's a new dating app Greg that I think that you would probably be interested in Which instead of using headshots To try and find a
1: oh. Potential suitor Where is this going?
0: It uses a picture of the inside of your refrigerator. You take a picture of your refrigerator.
1: I wouldn't want to date anyone that likes the inside of my refrigerator.
0: (laughs) Samsung has released a new Tinder-like dating. Everything is Tinder-like, Tinder-like, Tinder-like. A new Tinder-like dating app with one twist. The pictures, instead of showing the person's face, they show the inside of their fridge. So it's called Refriger Dating. I love a good pun. Refrigerating. It's for so this is oh I guess, I guess anyone can do it. But there's a um they created the Samsung Hub Family Hub Refrigerator, Uh the four thousand dollars smart fridge that has the touch screen on the door. Um, so if you spent four thousand dollars on a refrigerator because you're lonely, and want something to talk to, this allows other singles who are also lonely with their. Touchscreen refrigerators to learn about their potential mates based on what they keep inside of their refrigerators. So what you can do is upload an image and let the world know what kind of person you are. So it doesn't say it's limited to only smart fridge people. So even if you don't have that fancy pants refrigerator, you can still take a picture and upload it and see if you can find your soulmate.
1: I don't want anyone looking at the inside of my refrigerator. No. I don't even know what's in my refrigerator. I don't know. I have roommates, so it's like I don't really have much say of what's in there for the most part.
0: I have some noodles from yesterday, some applesauce, chocolate almond milk. That's really
1: good. You are obsessed with almond milk.
0: Mm-hmm. Some tomato soup. I did buy some bologna. I really wanted some bologna the other day. God, this is so. It's sad. like a childhood thing. It's really
1: getting sad.
0: What else do I have? Oh, a bottle of water. Did I mention cheese yet? I have some cheese. All right. I think there's a tomato in there somewhere.
1: Okay. All
0: right. Uh, so the site offers some tests for users How looking. old is
1: the tomato in your fridge? It's
0: like not that old. Mm-hmm. It's still...
1: Take a picture of it when you go home and upload it and prove it.
0: You take a picture of your refrigerator and I'll take a picture of mine.
1: No. I'm
0: not, it's not of my, my stuff
1: because I don't have anything in but my, it's not my stuff I'm not gonna take a picture of someone else's stuff some of it's yours I uh, there's a drawer it's got uh no I ate the leftover taco. there's not much there's not much
0: oh somebody's rewriting history a little bit what about your freezer if sure. we open the freezer would there be
1: there's some stuff in my anything
0: head. shameful in there
1: what do you mean shameful? What do you think I'm hiding in there?
0: I know that the Super Feet. Bowl just happened and I know that somebody oh. likes a special snack for the Super Bowl.
1: Well, I've got a treat that's waiting for me sometime when I decide Does I want it. Does
0: somebody have perhaps some um,
1: taquitos Look, in their freezer? For every year for the Super Bowl party that I go to a friend's house, yeah, I you bring You never taquitos. bring enough.
0: I got one.
1: I brought a, last year nobody ate them. That is such a lie. It's not a lie. Do you think I don't keep track of the taquitos? Seriously, you're going to trust yourself over me? No, I. Brought- yes,
0: I will trust myself over me over you.
1: Not when it comes to this. That's ridiculous. That would okay, be like me telling taquitos, you how much true. wine was brought. <laughs> Do you think you would have a better idea?
0: Well, yes. Yeah, since I drink wine and you don't, yes. Yes.
1: Uh, so I brought taquitos. And uh, and, and yes, they were.
0: Wait, but you didn't. Oh, Carrie, that is
1: absolutely untrue. (laughs) I do not. I do not always have taquitos and frozen pizzas. I buy them for a special occasion. But. Oh, somebody's getting defensive. Well, I am. I am
0: not a person
1: who has frozen pizzas (laughs) and taquitos. Oh,
0: bam.
1: Those are lies. Although, anytime she's been over, it's probably been for a party situation, so. Yeah, that but in your experience that might actually be true. Um but I do have a box in there. It was so what is coming
0: up that uh that you have the taquitos it's in none there? None of your you know? business. Is it Snowmageddon twenty nineteen?
1: It's not gonna snow. I hope it snows. It's not gonna snow.
0: Yeah. So um, update There's for anyone. way too
1: much excitement about it snowing. I know. People saying that it's going to snow, so it's not gonna
0: I did see, sorry, I keep getting all these reminders from this was a very exciting day in Facebook land for me, apparently, like years ago. Like five years ago, when I was walking from the studio, that was when it was like the huge, well, it wasn't huge, but it was like six inches on this day. That's what you she You really said. wanted to snow, don't you? I do. I do. Snow days are fun.
1: When you get to have snow days, yeah.
0: Yeah, Debbie Downer. <laughs> when you get to her, I've <laughs> No, I love a good snow day. Like walking down the streets, having hot, hot, like toddies, throwing snowballs, making a snowman, sledding. Do you have a sled? I have a boogie board that I've used as a sled.
1: You have a boogie board? You've gone boogie boarding?
0: Yes. You know this. I do this. not
1: picture you going boogie boarding.
0: I've done. There's nothing complicated about it. All you do is just go out to the wave. No, and it's lay not. Down. I just
1: don't picture you going. Where did you go boogie boarding?
0: In Hawaii, in California, in lots of places.
1: You brought a boogie board with you. You like like do it enough to where you bring one with you traveling?
0: No, I just had one.
1: Like carry on. You walk onto the no, plane. No, I don't and carry, carry on, on a boogie board. board.
0: <laughs> no, I just randomly have one. So I was saying, I could use that to sled
1: like there's more to this story. No. All right, anyway.
0: Weirdo? All right. Anyway, what were we talking about? Snowing! So anyone who doesn't live out uh, in the Portland area, just so you know, this morning everyone woke up to these news, like, it's so fun right now because it's like weather forecaster wars where they're all getting snippy at each other because they're all saying like, oh, so-and-so is trying to make it seem as if there's going to be more snow than there is. But I'm an accurate reporter and someone's like, well, that's not true because there is going to be... Like, if you want to see some drama, watch the sniping weather Weather, drama? weather people like kind of talking shit Where about each Where do you watch other. this? They have weather blogs. Or like what? when they do their weather updates. Yeah. Our friend Lisa Wood posted something about this. So like
1: the reporters go on each other's page and be like, uh, that's No, not stupid. on each other's pages, and- on their
0: own pages, but they're like basically dismissing other reports of other people. Like, um, so don't get sucked into the fact that somebody is uh, for, for um, clickbait.
1: It was amazing. I want to follow some of the weather snippers, like weather snippiness. I don't know why I just said snipper. That didn't make any sense. Yeah. Snow starts early. Okay. So, yeah, one site says possibly 14 inches through Tuesday, which sounds just ridiculous. I don't see that happening. Yeah. Um, but then weather.com. But that was says, this
0: morning. So, said, yeah. So said by the 14 way, weather inches. break
1: on Fun Employment Radio. Let's make it real exciting here. Um, I thought the Dog Museum was really the high point. That was kind of, yeah, this is really a knocking it out of the park kind of day. <laughs> Flag this for a best of, please. Yeah. Slar Brothers on tomorrow. Um, <laughs> okay. Anyway.
0: What? Oh, I thought you were going to say something more about No, the
1: I don't have anything else. Okay. I realized we were talking about weather and I just got to.
0: Also, I can't pull, the pull it up right on now on because one. for some reason my internet just stopped working.
1: Okay. So that's super fun. All right.
0: Anyway. Yeah. So if you want some entertainment, I'm just saying, watch the weather people sniping at okay. each other. Okay. Wow. Thanks, Greg. Anyway, take pictures of your fridge and find your true love. Next up favorite headline of the day reads Japanese shoe sniffer admits getting sexual kicks drove him to steal 70 pairs of used footwear to get his jollies (laughs) a man is on trial for the theft of a large number of shoes and yes has admitted that he committed crimes because he gets his sexual kicks. Gross. From sniffing people's used footwear. Oh. Uh, Makoto Endo, 40 years old, is suspected of sealing 70 plus pairs of shoes. Um, between 2000... 2000- I derive pleasure from... <laughs> I derive shoes. pleasure from sniffing used footwear. Yes, it's true. I do declare. So between 2017 and August of last year... Stole seventy plus pairs of shoes for his sniffing needs. His uh, being tricked. You think that's where
1: your shoes ended up?
0: Where did my shoes go? I shouldn't
1: have brought that up. I never bring that up. I don't know why I did. Where
0: that. did my shoes go? I think about that at least once a week.
1: This is a long-running mystery of Fun Opponent Radio.
0: Do you ever like think of no? Like no, but what do you think happened to them? I don't care. That isn't an answer.
1: It's mystery of the world.
0: But seriously, where do you think they went?
1: I have no idea where this they. was. They were
0: going. there, and then they weren't. I wish you had your ring doorbell back then so you could see if someone like ran off with ran them. Ran in with them? Anyway, well, I didn't even get to wear them. They were brand new. I'd only worn them like once. And someone stole them. Or a ghost ate them. I have no idea. Alright, anyway, Makoto Endo, not shy about his love of shoe sniffing, says, I did it! I did it to get sexual pleasure (laughs) by sniffing the smell of well-worn shoes. That is not what he said. I did it. That's what his statement was? I did it to get sexual pleasure by sniffing the smell of well-worn shoes, regardless of their owners being men or women. This
1: sounds like he's taking the fall for somebody. That doesn't sound like somebody who's guilty. It's like they're holding his family hostage or something. It's me. Yes, I did it. It's me. I did it for sexual pleasure, and I didn't care whether it was a man or a woman's shoes. So do you think someone stole my shoes no to No get... need to investigate further. It was clearly me. Do you
0: think someone stole my shoes to derive sexual pleasure from the smell of my feet? Probably. Ew.
1: I mean, you have lots of pairs of shoes at your apartment, right?
0: Well, I have a couple.
1: Yeah, you got a lot. Like, if one, one or two of those could go missing and you wouldn't know about it.
0: That could be accurate.
1: Somebody could be doing that right now. With they shoes. are
0: not doing that right now
1: sniffing away at me. (laughs) What's wrong with you? Uh, I mean, to each their own, but that's... Again... Feet are not my game. Makato Endo confesses, I did it!
0: I did it to get sexual pleasure by sniffing the smell of well-worn shoes, regardless of their owners being men or women.
1: I am going to cut that piece of audio out. (laughs) That is...
0: (laughs) Well, the police had arrested Endo in September after suspecting him of involvement in a spate of shoe thefts. I like that. A spate. Spate. Uh, while searching his house, they found a large number of used, stinky shoes in many, many boxes. This is our international news section. So that's Japan, and finally, got a story from India. I, th- I wonder if you've heard about this story because I've seen this bouncing around, and I hadn't read it until today. Mm-hmm. A man in India plans to take legal action against his parents for giving birth to him without his consent. A man. Okay,
1: I saw this. Is this a real story? This is a
0: real story by a real crazy person. And there are. This is a real group of people. Like, it's not just him. So I looked this up because I wanted to do the research for you for World of Crazy because clearly it's a very important news segment. So they are called natalists. Um, I believe here, I'm trying to find the. We're name, doomed. Yeah. So, this is a 27 year old. All right. So, this man in India plans to take legal action against his parents for giving birth to him without his consent. This 27 year old also encourages others to confront their parents and demand an explanation as to why they decided to have children. So, according um, to UK papers, the best papers in all of the world, of course, Mumbai based, Raphael. Samuel believes that children should not be made to suffer life, and that couples do not have a right to bear offspring without their explicit permission.
1: Uh, what? I hate people.
0: Yes. Um, so he says that um, you should be angry at your parents because your parents had you for their own joy is this, and is pleasure. this a joke. No. He's serious. So he's suing his parents. But he's saying he loves them, even though he's suing them. So he's uh, so they're anti-natalists. That's what they are. That's what the group is—an anti-natalist. So he, uh, Mr. Samuel, doesn't really show his face, but he has a ton of YouTube videos and a lot of YouTube followers, in which he just babbles about anti-natalist stand. So he's he's saying, "Listen to this. This is batshit." He said, "Isn't forcing a child into this world?" without having them choose to be born and then forcing them to have a career the same as kidnapping and slavery he's saying because if you are born into the world and you ultimately have to go get a job you're forcing someone who didn't ask to shut be born up, to get a job just shut it is up. so mind-blowingly <sighs> stupid so uh yeah despite the impending lawsuit he says he loves his parents he says we have a great relationship. So but I didn't see why they needed to put another life through the rigmarole of school and finding a career, especially when they didn't ask me if I wanted to exist. Douche of the year. Anyway, just want to let you know what's going on in the world. Japanese shoe sniffers. Refrigerating. Anti-materialist dog museums. It's a fun employment radio in a nutshell. That, my friends, is your world of crazy. Wow. Ding, ding, ding. Wow. Yeah. It's just like the chicken and the egg. I'm like, no. 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 All right. Um. I know during the summer we talk about, well, before we get these. This amazing air conditioner about how warm it is. It's just fine in here. Everything's fine. Weather.
1: Maybe we should just wrap it up for there oh, Okay. Nothing in sports. Well, there is. Okay. I can do a brief one. I've got a little bit one. Although it's not as exciting as I thought it would be. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk. Balls. All right. Balls. Ew. Had to hit the post. Okay, so today is the deadline for the MBA. Well, it's the NBA trade deadline. Oh, which means uh, I think it just ended. Actually, ended already, or maybe it's got a few more minutes left. So here's the deal. All these, there's been a lot of talk about different trades that were going to happen, like some big blockbusters was. Uh, Blake Griffin gonna go It's Anthony Davis on his way to LA <coughs> the Lakers wanted to get Anthony Davis and the Pelicans were like no way bro is that what they were like and we're gonna wait for Boston dude Danny Ainge says hey wait till this summer and I got lots for you so I think they're gonna hold on to him to the summer
0: oh boy yeah
1: Anyway, I don't want Anthony Davis to go to LA. Screw that. So bottom line though, not a lot has gone on. Minor trades. Blazers traded Caleb Swanigan. He's out.
0: I don't even know who's on the Blazers anymore.
1: Do you know Damian Lillard?
0: Yes, I know that he's on the Blazers.
1: Did you see what happened with him? No. Nothing.
0: So <laughs>
1: <laughs> Still on the team, just fine, they're not trading. That
0: anymore. was pretty good. All right. Pretty- do good. Every once in a while, you make a funny.
1: Um. So yeah. So here's the bottom line. Not a lot. Not a lot changed. I mean, some minor trades, but nothing really of note so far. Oh, except for Mark Gasol. Mark Gasol is left Memphis and went to Toronto. That's about it. I'm waiting for some like big blockbuster. that's going to change the NBA. And I don't think there is one. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's a big letdown. Once again, Blazers do. Basically nothing. There we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. That's all there was.
0: I'm glad we're both feeling better. It feels better to feel better. Can I read you some one of the dramatic, um, a couple dramatic sentences from the Angry Weather blog?
1: Yes. All right. I want to know more about this Angry Weather blog. All right. Um, but where Where is this?
0: This particular one... Do you know it's, who the
1: weather people are?
0: Yeah, I'm, I think this one is, it's Fox 12.
1: Okay. So this is
0: so this is from someone named Mark Nelson. Oh, yeah. He's, that's a... Okay. Wait, you don't know who... No, I
1: don't watch local news. Uh, okay.
0: I know who that, the blonde guy is with the soul patch.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Andy? Yeah. I've
0: worked with him a few times. Yeah. All right.
1: Mark Nelson's been around a long time. Oh,
0: that's good for him. I just, I'm not offending him that I don't know him. No,
1: I know, I know.
0: said, I've mentioned this past week that we're in an unusually cold period through at least Valentine's Day, and we've known there have been multiple chances for low-elevation snow. First, I'll dial back the weather drama. This time, unfortunately,
1: (laughs) it's not... Dial back the weather drama.
0: I'll dial back... The weather drama. This time, unfortunately, it's coming not just from other other news organizations, but a local weather source or two as well. Because models always do so poorly with snow total forecasting well ahead of time. As meteorologists, we typically don't know a specific snow forecast until about two days out.
1: Say it snottier.
0: As a meteorologist, we typically don't give specific snow forecasts until about two days out. For example, for the last snow event, at 1.4 days ahead of time, some models were showing four to six inches. (laughs) Luckily, I didn't jump on that. (laughs) <laughs> like shooting a graphic out to Twitter, and once we got within two days of the event, we started giving you the general two-inch forecast. To summarize, we don't yet know if this will just be a light snow event with an inch or two on Saturday, and uh, on Saturday night, or just Portland turn into a snowy, cold hell with five that doesn't inches. Doesn't make any sense. Snowy, cold hell
1: doesn't make any sense. No,
0: with five inches on the ground by evening. It's like he felt like a bad boy by like putting in hell. It's like
1: he's he double
0: hockey stick. Woo. Um, telling you exactly—it's uh, too early, and models disagree. So anyone telling you exactly how much snow is going to fall on Saturday is either making a little clickbait or being irresponsible. Wow! No one knows in all bold how much snow is going to fall or not fall on Saturday. Is it in all caps? It's—it's it's not in all caps, but it's all bolded. Oh
1: man, I love this! I want to see the response from the other guy. I know.
0: I want to know, like, who, because I feel like these are weather wars happening.
1: Oh, because the other weather people are reading that. Oh, yeah. That's who that's directed to.
0: Yeah, because he said, like, the irresponsible, like, he's basically throwing shade at, like, other meteorologists who all went to the same weather school. And he's like, hey, you know what? I'm better than all of y'all because you're being irresponsible and making click. He, he's basically just saying, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. And you're just throwing, throwing, throwing down the gauntlet. He really is.
1: Huh. Well, wow, I hope he like. I want to see the response though. I mean, their, maybe like, he's right at their maybe Wednesday
0: weather meetings. You maybe know, maybe he knows he he might what he's not talking about. Invited anymore?
1: Oh. Yeah, because then you have like uh, D- you have Dave Selesky isn't he the
0: yeah the which one's the blonde one Andy Carson?
1: Yeah, but he's not a he's not a weather person.
0: I thought he was. Is a, he? I think he's a weather person.
1: Oh man, we got weather wars.
0: Seriously, that's why I was like, oh,
1: okay. Well, we'll we'll try to get this figured out. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. He is a weather person, mm-hmm. weatherman, whatever they call. I don't know what the right proper term. Meteorologist. Meteorologist.
0: <laughs> no, it was weather person. You got it right the first time.
1: Man, I want to find. But out But I mean, about if this.
0: we've if like the if normal people have seen that, that means that the other weather people have seen weather it.
1: wars. All right. Well, let's get an update tomorrow if there's more weather. wars. Oh yeah. Cool.
0: Nothing better. Yeah, it's like, I'm just picturing the scene from Anchorman. They're all going to go and
1: meet and beat each other up. What, the, what the weather's going to do to my, uh, the rats in my backyard. They're going to go to a with the cold place, war, or... that means, oh, the cold weather, yeah, they're going to be coming in. Well, now is a good time to call Black's Pest Services, then. Find sponsor Fun Employment Radio, especially yeah. with the cold weather coming up. Because you want to find out if you have any where critters can get into your house and black's pest services are the people to help you out with that and they are absolutely wonderful have them come out come out for an inspection of your place give them a call (laughs) 503-723-7957 go to the website actually i mean they've been on our show before listen to their interview on our show it's fascinating It's about time to have them back in yeah absolutely um bernard's got uh bernard's the owner he's got a video on the site that's pretty funny. He's got he's got YouTube videos on the site. He's got uh, lots of stuff, but blackspestservices.com. <laughs> 503-723-7957. Just have them come out, do an inspection on your property. They'll hear you say, "Great, you're perfect. Don't nothing to worry about." Your house is full of rats, like Greg's. No, it's that's not true. And there's some room in between there. Blackspestservices.com. All right, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503 I'll be live on the air on Digital Trends at 2.30 p.m. Pacific today. Awesome, and then tomorrow and then, morning. Uh, Yep, and then tomorrow morning, we will have the Sklar Brothers in. Randy and Jason are in town at Helium Comedy Club. Uh, our buddies, the Sklar Brothers, they're going to be in on the show at about 10.15. 10.30. 10.30. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I'm going to shoot for 10.30 so you're for sure here.
1: Okay, 10.30. Yeah. So 10.30, 1030, 1030 live tomorrow. live tomorrow. The podcast will go up after that. And thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow with more fun of learning radio.
0: Dot com. Bye, friends. Bye.